since they want to know since they want to know since they want to know here's the formula on oh now let's go all right everybody welcome back oh here we go welcome back everybody Today, we got a very special guest on. I'm going to try and name all of his accolades off the dome. So, All-State football, uh, best-looking superlative at uh, King Philip Regional, um, felon in the state of South Carolina, and uh, currently still wanted with a $500 bounty, and also um, graduated cum laude or magna cum laude from one of the best schools in Massachusetts, Andrew Dittrich, thank you for coming on, man. Longtime friend as well. Best accolade of all. Jack, a pleasure to be here. Second time being on. I didn't think it would happen so quickly, but here we are. Always good to be here. I know. It's fantastic, man. I've been, uh, I just, it's, it's great when you got a foxhole guy, like friend like yourself, or it's just like, hey, I need an upload Monday. I, you want to come on? You want to philosophize a little bit? Oh, that's absolutely what I'm about. But yeah, no, love to help you out. Um, yeah, you, you know me. I'm one call away from uh, being ready to do something. <laughs> so that's the motto, man. That's, that's the uh, motto. That's the motto. Yeah, no, you got to be a reliable person. That's, uh, that's you key. Have to be. That's you, can't be you can't be 15 minutes late to Zoom meetings when you're eating dinner. No, you can't be late and you can't, you can't back out. You got to be a man of your word. Exactly, for sure. Yeah. So, Don, I wanted to get this started. Um, so clearly, I mean, you're just, uh, you're first of all, great human being, but I, I'm just, I'm Appreciate always it. fascinated. Like, where does that start at? Where does that start at home with you got your older brother and all that stuff? Where does the, this journey begin? Yeah, I think you're, um, well, I appreciate you saying that about me, uh, definitely, but I mean, it's nature versus nurture, obviously very thankful. I have great parents. They, um, I, I think they raised me well. Um, I kind of think that I have um, some decent morals for the most part, but um, although I do want to thank them a lot, I do think it's a lot of um, nature as well. It's kind of just like your spirit, your core, kind of like what you believe. It's pretty hard to shape. So I think it really just kind of comes from within you, man. Yeah. I mean, everyone is who they are. Everyone's wired differently. We've talked about this before. So, um, you know, I'm wired how I am. You're wired how you are. And um, it's all just going to play out that way. You're going to act. Yeah. You are. Yeah. How do you think you're wired? <sighs> Tough question. But um, I think I'm a realist for the most part. I like to think I see things how they are. Um, one thing I've always kind of thought about is, I mean, this is, I don't want to say a humble brag, but I feel like I always know what the right thing to do is, but when it comes down to executing and actually making that right decision, I'm obviously not perfect. I've made a bunch of wrong decisions before, but I feel like I can see things pretty objectively for how they are. And um, yeah, I think I'm wired to just kind of see things that way. Where do you think that comes from? Because I, I feel like I'm the same way. I kind of have a pretty um, not incorruptible, but a pretty strong standing with my morals and my moral compass. Yeah. So <clears throat> the, this might be a good segue into something I wanted to talk about. And it's been something I've kind of been working on. I think it comes from a viewpoint of trying not to be egotistical and trying to kind of completely move away from ego. I think ego is uh, terrible. I think it, uh, I mean, obviously it's probably brought us good things. It's probably brought guys like um, Steve Jobs to go create Apple into what it is for people that spited him or Jeff Bezos to be a prick or something or Elon Musk to be a prick, but they create beautiful things. But I think for the most part, ego is uh, like a really bad thing. I think it uh, brings out the worst side in people. And I've really been trying to get away from that. And I think by just trying to turn my ego off and just kind of see the world for what it is that um, that's how I'm trying to see things. And that's how I'm starting to be more of a realist. That's kind of my goal every day is to just see things objectively. And um, if I take myself out of it, like my ego out of it, and I'm not looking for my own self-interest when I'm viewing the world with my own eyes, I mean, yeah, I think it helps me see things for what they are and not have any, not alter my opinion of 
my viewpoint from what I'm seeing. I mean, just seeing things for what they are. That's, I mean, that's really interesting that you're talking about that because I agree with you pretty much wholeheartedly. I do think ego is the enemy, but what is, book, uh, huh? Did I you know, ever read the book? no, you recommended you heard it. To of me. it? You, you recommended it to me. Yeah. So, um, quick plug to Ryan holiday. I read three of his books. Mm. Um, I'm blanking on the first one. Ego is the enemy is one of them. Stillness is the key and obstacle is the way kind of a trio of self-help slash philosophy books. Great quick reads. Uh, he connects in to a bunch of like, uh, real life stories, whether it be, uh, from like Roman emperor times or whether it be Tiger Woods or other sports really? athletes, actors, uh, politicians, uh, entrepreneurs. He, ta- he does a great job at keeping the reader like entertained at the same time while trying to teach them something. Great books, great books overall. But um, Don, yeah, I didn't want to jump in on you there, but keep going. No, it's, it's all right. How do you separate um, for you and for others? How do you separate ego from ambition? Because I'm sure... I'm sure Alexander the Great was ambitious for wanting to reunite Rome and create a, the big greatest empire man's ever known. But he was also ego. He had the ego to be like, hey, like I can do this. You know, he, he didn't yeah. he wasn't like some he didn't have his tail tucked between his legs. He wanted to go out and do it. Yeah, no, that's like a great question, a deep question. And uh, I'm kind of glad a light kind of just went on in my head. I think I have a decent answer for it. So the way I separate it is I think ambition is doing things for yourself. And I think ego is doing things for how others perceive you. And if you really dig into just that, if you really find a way to separate those two, and if you're truly doing things for yourself, then motivation's easy. I mean, it's, I, I don't want to say it's easy, but there's, there's two pathways. There's motivating or being motivated to impress others. And then there's, motivating yourself solely to impress yourself, if that makes sense. And I don't know, I think we live in a world where people are getting, there's ego fuel everywhere. I mean, I I'm wanted to get into this a little bit like social media, but you know, I've talked to you about it and kind of definitely steering away from there. It's been about a year since I quit social media and I just think it's pure ego fuel. Um, I mean, there's some pros to social media, but whether people like it or not, it really just makes you constantly think about how others are perceiving you. That's kind of the the concept of the platforms and the tools is you have people with eyes on you and whatever you're saying, you're constantly going to be thinking about what they're thinking of you. So I don't know. I Going back to your original question about ambition versus ego, I was uh, a little blown away. That's a that's a great question, and how you separate those two. So I'm full of them. I'm full of them, Don. I'm full of them. Yeah. No. No, I love it. Yeah. Keep keep them flying. Um, but then I I I really want to circle back to um what you're saying about uh motivation and things of that nature. Um, and uh, I I don't know. You said something you just reminded me of because I think doing things for yourself. Um, some of that is kind of, yes, it's ambition, but I think that motivation to do things from yourself, do things for yourself. Motivation is like a high, like you get, it has its oh, yeah. valleys, motivation. Oh, I'm so motivated. I'm going to go do this. And then, you know, you do it for like a week or two, but, yeah. and then you run out of motivation. You're like, Hey, I've been doing this for a week. I think you have to separate motivation from discipline and especially self-discipline. I think those are the two pillars of what you uh, need to achieve. Those are the, those are the core right there. You can't go anywhere without that. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I like, you know, those are both like character traits that I love uh, or maybe not character, just two things I love motivation and discipline, but yeah, I like how you said they're not um, completely the same. They're definitely, there's some correlation there and they're, they kind of um, ride together at times, but uh, definitely a difference for sure. And um, I like what you said about motivation being a high because 
there really is times where you're just like high on life. You really, you have your sights set on something, but yeah, if that motivation's gone, you, I mean, it's a, like a, a, a trait of like depressed people is like, they just have no motivation, you know? So it makes sense that you describe motivation as a high because people that are super sad and depressed, they, they can't, don't even have the motivation to get up, like get out of bed. So yeah, I really like, I've never really thought of it as being a high, but um, just kind of thinking of the feelings. Yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. Well, cause how many people start something and are like, Oh, I'm super motivated. I'm going to do this. Like, this is oh. awesome. I'm doing it. And then just, they quit after, I don't know, a week, a couple of days, a month, maybe two months. There's too many to count. Like, and I, we've all done oh. it. We've all done oh, it. I do it all the time. We all do it. Yeah. We all think we have a great idea. Or we want to do something. We want to achieve something. Dude, I do it so often. I always want to write something and I am jazzed up to do it and I never end up doing it. But, um, me too. Yeah. In, in that first moment, it feels great. You're like, let's go. I'm going to do this. But, yeah, I'm a firm believer that everyone's a hypocrite at times, myself included, obviously. I really think everyone is just kind of part of being human. And then, um, yeah, we're also all victims of ourselves kind of doing that, being motivated and kind of just quitting. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Mm. I, I just think uh, it's weird because it's good to be motivated, but discipline is where you really make your money discipline is really where um it's that razor thin edge of um you know razor's you, edge it's the razor's edge shout out to um our buddy marshall bowen i know you really like marshall that bowen. interview great listen he is he's uh he's one of a kind man did i yeah, he was. now he might be running triathlons and that stuff but uh he might have told you but um I was on the front lines of uh, downtown Tampa during the Super Bowl at a two thirty in the morning, and then I was in that eight a.m. accounting class. So, uh, if you, I remember you pitching that in the podcast. I yeah. have, I have been called a hero. Um, I have been called uh, a beauty. I have been called all these things, but I think that 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 really uh, speaks to my character, as I'm sure you yeah. know. No, one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out you, Tampa Business School. <laughs> uh, you know what they say? It's the Harvard of the South, <laughs> the Harvard yeah. of well, the Harvard of the middle of Florida. You Tampa Sykes yeah, College of Business. Uh, they also say it's the it's the real UT. I mean, there's University of Texas, <laughs> yeah. University of Tennessee, but I mean the real Tampa UT, baby. Yeah, speaking of without a doubt. Speaking of real, you went to the real USC for uh, a year. <laughs> I did. Yes. Yeah. Columbia, South Carolina. Columbia's it's a, it's an interesting place. It's you a still a Gamecock place. fan? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, they're not that great right now, but I've been following them fair weather a little bit more than I would say a fair weather fan for them would mm. over the past couple of years. I don't have a team. I need a team. I might just adopt Jeremy and Matt Hayward might just adopt me. Me. Yeah. No, that, that that might be in the cards for you. I mean, you have all the reason to just jump on to the Gamecock bandwagon. I mean, mm. why not? We'll see. I'm, I, I'd like to go down there this year. You've known a plethora of guys that have gone there, some just good friends, some family friends. I mean, you got more than enough reason to jump in on it. Yeah, absolutely. How was your experience there? It was good, man. I mean, I know I've, uh, I've told you the story hundreds of times, but um, – yeah, it was a good experience. Love the people, love the atmosphere. Um, I actually like the business school, kind of the infrastructure, maybe not so much the academics. They were a little on the easy side for the most part. But um, long story short, I mean, it wasn't for me. I mean, you know, I ended up transferring schools and I'm I was boat. probably, huh? I mean, I mean, he just like me for real. I mean, we, you sound like identical <laughs> to me. Yeah, no, dude. It's uh, a lot of people transfer schools, honestly. Yeah. I've known plenty people I'm working with right now. People I went to Babson with. Um, I just know a lot of people that have transferred either done that dropped out, taken a gap year. I was talking to my grandparents a little while ago. It's because uh, my cousin was struggling with college. She was on an ROTC scholarship and ended up dropping out even with that full ride 
And uh, I was just like, yeah, it's a reality that college isn't, uh, it's tough for people. I mean, yeah, there's this stereotype that you go, you have fun, you meet uh, the best friends of your life, you get a piece of paper at the end, happy, you're, everyone's happy-go-lucky, but it's like, no, there's actually some bullshit that goes on. People, it's not so easy. I mean, yeah, the academics might be easy, but like finding yourself and where you fit in isn't always the easiest part. So, I mean, it's hard. Some, you're thrust from, I mean, you're thrust into, especially where we're from, you're just thrust to this massive new world that it's like, you know, I'm not used to, I'm used to just ripping Miller lights in someone's basement and just hanging yeah. out and playing. I mean, pong. that's an awful beer selection. Um, just had to throw that out there, but yeah. Keep what? Going. That's a terrible take. What's your Miller lights are bad. Yeah, Miller Lite is like one of so I'd say obviously there's it it's a little bit better than like a bush light or a natural natural light, but like Do- I would take a Natty lights or are the goaded every day. I love a coarse light. Coors light, it's it's ten times better than a Miller. Um they're made by the same company, so you there's lose. a reason that all these uh if you go to like a um an all-inclusive resort like kind of like a cheap one in the caribbean that they're serving you miller light and they're like oh no we don't carry bud light or coors light <laughs> bud light stinks so <laughs> yeah bud light that stinks. Big of a coors light guy. um but yeah i um oh yeah we were going on about college yeah yeah i could but yeah it's just especially where we're from you know most fun thing to do on a saturday night was just hang out in the barn or someone's basement and just um rip some mcgill cutties and just bull and that was it i mean of course yeah and the, but like you go to columbia or certain cities that start with t and end with an a and not tijuana and you um you uh you just end up just going to bars and there's clubs now and there's all these things it was wild like i i i was talking to my one of my uh, fraternity brothers from um from my buddies from a school and he was he grew up in brooklyn and he was saying oh you know like i had a fake id since i was 14 we go to these penthouse parties and it was sweet dude and we go out it was just it was the craziest thing in the world to me that that was going on it's just yeah, like no, completely no, different that, no. universe yeah yeah no um i was just kind of thinking about um what we were talking about like yeah, don, what, what have you been philosophizing about please this is this is the don show yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I appreciate it. No, so honestly, I've been thinking about like creating a sub stack and writing about like, I don't want to say just philosophy, just because I'm not that deep. Just, I don't know. I don't even, the word diary would be wrong, but just like topics I'm interested about, bro. And a couple mm-hmm. lately that I've been thinking about is... Um, Blog it. Huh? Blog it. Yeah, I'm considering it. Um, I wanted to write this piece about retirement just because like I just started my full time career. I'm like three months in right now and it can be pretty daunting, just like five days on, two days off. And life all of a sudden feels a lot shorter. I mean, you're it's you know, some people say that work is the rest of your life and then like you retire to go die. And I'm like, wow. So if work's really this much of a portion of your life, you might as well do something you enjoy because like, it's, it's a real eye opener going full time. And like, we've, we've all worked a little bit of full time, like in college summers, but then you get to go back to drinking in people's basements or drinking in bars or on beaches or in clubs, which is just like kind of a nice break from having to make a living. But yeah, working full time. I mean, getting back to the retirement thing, actually. So like I talked to like my grandparents or just kind of older people in general. And I used to have this picture in my head of what retirement was. And I was, I pictured golf clubs and (laughs) beaches and cigars and ripping a stogie world and all this. Yeah. But now what I really see is I don't know, doctor's appointments and worrying about getting your social security checks and missing, having regrets about your thirties and forties or potentially not having relationships with your kids anymore. I don't know. It's just, 
and then someone is, was like, yeah, you kind of retire to go die. And it's like, wow. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I don't think retirement's really all that it's kind of stacked up to be. So you might as well really focus in and do what you enjoy for the 40 years that we have to work full time. So I'm trying to figure that out right now myself. Not that I don't like my job. I do. I like living here in Houston. Texas is a great place. People are great. I've always been interested in real estate doing it now, but I don't know if it's long-term got to mm -hmm. find something that truly makes you happy and that you truly wake up every day and be like, this is what I want to do indefinitely. Like could be 30 years. And I don't know if I'm at that point yet, you know? Yeah. And so a couple things, number one, we all say, you know, I want to wake up every day, you know, I don't want to wake up to my alarm. I want to be up and be like, Oh, I'm so yeah, jazzed up. I'm jazzed up to work. But you know, You're maybe joking. this is, this is the realist in, in you and in me. It's like, there's no, any dream job ever. You're just, if you professional football player, whatever this, you're going to wake up sometimes and just be like, I don't want to do shit today. And you have to, that's just the way life is. You could of have course. a dream job and be like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be a writer. I don't want to do any writing today. I don't want to do anything today. Like I, I just want to, you know, that's just the way life is. You get it is. the grass is always greener. It's champagne problems. It's this and that. But I, you know, our parents, you know, it's it's kind of strange to think about, but they also got 20 years older, you know, from when you were a little guy and from when I was a little guy, they're kind yeah. of old now. You know, my dad's about to turn yeah. 60. My dad's about to turn 60. And he, we, were yeah. talk, we were talking the other day and he was telling me, you know, Rich and I is uh, partner Rich, you know, we've been alternating taking Mondays and Fridays off you know, because we can, he tells me, Jax, you know, I look at this plaque on my, uh, my grandfather, um, you know, he worked for the same company for 40 years, retired at 65, 66, and then was dead, you know, six, seven, eight years later. You know, yeah. Just it's died. A yeah. yeah. Just worked his whole life and then just, you know, had less than a decade, maybe yeah. even less than five, like had less than a decade to enjoy that. It's just, uh, you know, so it, it is kind of, it's I, not re refreshing would be the wrong word, but it's, it's good to see, you know, cause they parents, people work their butts off and um, they do. Yeah. It's, it becomes a lot. So. Yeah, it's, no, it uh, absolutely does. And um, yeah, I like that little realist slap of reality that like, obviously no one wakes up every day and is like, this is amazing. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, even like even the, the, the writers of South Park, people are always like one of my and I know you don't like it, but the writers <laughs> of any funny TV show, people would be like, oh, you know, that, that you must have a dream job or a writer of any funny movie. You have a dream job. You work with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg and, you know, all these guys, John C. Riley. You just get to make people laugh. And it's like, yeah, but. You know, I have to wake up every day and try and be funny and make people laugh and have to constantly come up with things to be funny. And I work long hours and long days, long nights. Yeah. And I don't see my family a lot. We're shooting on location, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's just like I'm using a lot of media examples, but it's true. It's like people fine. will just always be like, oh, it's the dream job. The dream job is just making doing something you don't hate for as long as possible and providing enough money to do things you really like to do, like play golf yeah. or provide for your family first and foremost, but you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, without a doubt. And that, I mean, those bad days, like obviously everyone has them. They, you got to learn to appreciate them. We've talked about peaks and valleys before. You can't appreciate the peaks without the valleys. And it, kind of goes back to the concept of sometimes the 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 ride or the walk or the run up the mountain is better than the view at the top it's the journey and it's the journey yeah it's like it could be as simple as a concept as being a high schooler like chasing girls you know people talk about the chase <laughs> like sometimes the chase is better than getting the girl or something the like thrill of the, the thrill of the chase guy. the thrill of the chase huh? is always the thrill of the chase is always the best yeah yeah no and now we're getting into like guys guys talk but yeah the chase is <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's a concept that can be extrapolated over many different topics 
Yeah. And it's just, you know, uh, guys are just going to be guys, but I, you yeah. know, what's funny, Don is our culture has changed so much where, and I, yeah, I, I this, this isn't some anti, like I, I'm not delusional enough to think, Oh, you know, the mainstream is just anti-masculine man these are 10 ways to stop that i see that on twitter so much but i was watching old clips from uh that cartoon show animaniacs and i was watching and i was like wow like these dudes are this is like out of pocket horny like there was like really horny stuff going on i was like kind of i was like that was really strange that was a children's cartoon that was just that horny (laughs) that is a little bizarre but (laughs) Sometimes when you're that young, you just, you don't even pick up on that stuff mm. at all. Yeah. So it must be interesting from a parent's perspective, kind of being like, oh, that's funny when your kids watch it and you're like, they have no fucking clue what this reference is. <laughs> my, my dad, I remember when I was little, I was, he was like, oh, SpongeBob is all these adult jokes. It's pretty funny. It is. There's a and, lot. That, yeah. That's what I was thinking of when I was saying that. And I was like, dad, you got to tell me what they are. And he's like, no, no, you'll learn at some point. And then I'm like, yeah, no, like there is. There's plenty. It's SpongeBob is exactly what I was thinking of. That's funny you say that. What were you, what was young Don up to in his uh, youth? Was he watching a lot of SpongeBob? Oh, without a doubt. That was definitely one of them. Uh, one of my fondest <laughs> memories shows was uh, Malcolm in the Middle. I would wake up oh. to watch an episode of Malcolm in the Middle. This was when I had to like, I knew what time it was on in the mornings when reruns were on. And like, obviously there was no Netflix, none of that. I mean, I would go on to cable. I believe it was on Nickelodeon. Could be botching that, but yeah, it definitely wasn't. But I, I went on somewhere and I watched Malcolm in the Middle and that was the best. That really was. But um, I don't know, young me, I feel like. I mean, Malcolm in the Middle is classic. Yeah, but, but I, I feel like I like doing the same stuff I like doing now. I mean, yeah. I mean, now that I'm, I mean, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I like doing a lot of the same stuff. Kind of always haven't changed up much. How so? I mean, I love like physical activity. I was always like outside doing shit out in the woods. I mean, I was never really into video games. I'm still kind of against them. I know they serve, they have their time and their purpose, but. Of course. I mean, yeah, it goes back to what you said about our culture was changing. I mean, 20 years ago, there was no social media and video games weren't big. And now it's like more the norm than not like if you don't play video games or social media like you're in a extreme minority yeah and, well you know yeah. you're right and it's it's really funny that you, it's cool that you say that because so i was doing some work at the uh you know at the uh the grange hall and then i giving out some food and stuff to these old people and um, yeah. one, of the, one of the volunteers, their daughter, I went to school with. And so we were ch- ch- chatting it up and stuff like that. And they had yeah. this, yo- this young kid who's family friends with some, you know, all this stuff. So I was asking, oh, what do you like doing? You know, because I'm always I'm always curious about what kids are like doing now. I'm reading the same books. What are they doing? What are they up to? So yeah. she, she was like, oh, we just got him started with flag football. But like, really, he's a gamer. And I was think I was just, and that's fine, you know, floats the whatever floats your boat. But I was just thinking, so when I was there was being a gamer, like you were like an outsider. It was not like the social norm to be a gamer or called a gamer. I remember getting upset when my dad would call me a gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, for for me, and I'm sure the same way for you, video games, it was always we'd be outside playing pickup basketball like November, October. We play until the lights came on and then until our hands got too cold to play. And then yeah. and when it was too dark, and then we'd go inside and then we'd hang out a little bit more. Then we play some, some black ops two. And that was about the extent yeah. of that was, that was it. It was never, you know, just go home and play games. It was always go play, do homework, go play or, you know, vice versa. And then maybe if your parents allowed it, we could play some games. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, I've actually heard that. Um, I, I don't know where we were talking about this, but I've heard that kind of same exact thing from you, like the being outside until your hands were cold or until the, 
um, until it was too dark. And then you go inside and you get like an hour of video games. But basically the moral of the story was like outdoor, in-person physical activity outweighed the, the gaming. Always. Yeah. But it, it's starting to change, bro. It really is. I think so personally, but no, I think so too. But it, it, and you know, participation in all youth sports is down. Um, you know, for one, COVID didn't help, but also um, there's just there's so much. I, I would like to say the response to COVID, not COVID itself. <laughs> just side note. Um. I, okay. Allegedly, the response to COVID. Um, yeah. So COVID doesn't help. And then also there's so much more things, so much, many more, much more, many more things compete. I don't know. I didn't get into UMass. You let me know, but um, so many more. I didn't get in high school. That's I'm just. Oh, oh, but what what does that have to do with this? Because I didn't know if it was many more or much more. So many, so many more things competing for kids' time is the main yeah. point. Is that it's just um, games and YouTube and all this crap. Oh, not crap, but all pretty much crap competing for time. Yeah. Um, and it's just I don't know. It's 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 strange. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. No. I mean, it's kind of making me think about like consumption of your time, like. I feel like so much of it, I forget who I was listening to. It was probably, it was a podcast. I only listened to a select few, like four yeah. rotate in and out. But um, of course. <laughs> oh no, it was, I believe Seth Dillon and Joe Rogan. He's the CEO of Babylon B. And he was saying, uh, he was just talking about like, you have apps on your phone and they're all competing for your time. They're begging for you to click on it and stay in there for this amount of time. And there's certain apps that have really just perfected that, whether it be, uh, it's, it ends up being all the social media ones like Twitter or TikTok or Instagram. And I forget, I, it, it definitely wasn't Seth Dillon now, but someone was talking about, it takes away your discipline. When you mindlessly scroll, that just completely takes, that. that's like the ant, antithesis of discipline nice word nice word yeah like that's like exactly what i think of when i think of that if you're just mindlessly scrolling that's the opposite of being disciplined you're shutting off all you're you're on autopilot effectively and i think it's uh i think it really hurts your discipline when you actually need that to kick into draw into gear like if you actually have some shit to do i think your mind really isn't prepared for that just because of all that activity. But you know me, I'm definitely in the minority now uh, with my opinions on social media. So I think you'd yeah. be surprised, but I don't know, bro. I really don't. I, I don't know. It's tough. I feel like an old man when I tell people <laughs> I don't do social media anymore. <laughs> See, it, when when Jeremy was on the podcast, he said we're all just old Jews in these bodies. Me and Don, I I've I just <laughs> I, I I always like for whatever reason that just resonated with me so much. And now I might I might be uh, two years younger, pretty much on the day, but it's pretty um much. it's I I I truly feel that way. Like the other, you know, the other night it just our sensibilities and just life is just weird and there's so many it's it's so funny because um it just feels like there's just this big script but you know like i never got the uh the cue cards for it so i have i have these gross ass hands i'm eating last night and you know my dad's friends my dad's Okay, how do I even say this? I'm hanging out with all my dad and all his friends. Yeah. And they, my dad's friend, Uncle John, Uncle John sees the parents of the kid that's dating his daughter. And so they're yeah. introducing themselves and meeting everyone. And like, God, I, have, I have disgusting hands. And he's like reaching out to shake my hand. And I'm like, uh, uh, my hands are disgusting. And I just go and, oh my God. Like, it's just <laughs> like, it's, it's actually unreal. Like how many, how many Larry David moments that you can have as a person. I think I've maxed out or I'm very close to per capita Larry David 
curb your enthusiasm moments. I told you I was up. Oh, go ahead. It's beautiful when those moments do happen. It is beautiful. Like almost getting my truck towed and um, these neighbors up in New Newburyport being like, oh, we were just really concerned about the uh, the beer bottle and the pills in the front of your car and um, having to look them in their eyes and say, well, sir, that's a non-alcoholic beer. And those are my buddy's uh, prescription acid reflux medication. Those are not yeah. pills. And I, <laughs> like, like getting looked at like a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. Where was this in New Hampshire? Uh, this was that the first story I told was yesterday. And then uh, that story was a couple of weeks ago up in uh, Newburyport, seeing, uh, seeing Emmett and the gang. Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah. 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 So not so, quite New Hampshire. That's mass, obviously. Yeah. Right. Near, close, oh, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. So, but those are my friends from kind of not necessarily growing up at high school, but you've had the same kind of core friend group since, I don't know, middle school. How did that? So you're just young Don, just straight bull. And how does, how did that happen? Yeah, no. So um, I'm definitely blessed with my friends. Love them all. Um, yep. I feel like it's a testament to friendship when it can withstand the test of time. And I think I have a lot of friendships that have and probably will continue to, but I mean, it's an, it's honestly a really interesting time in life. Like being 21, 22, it's such a big transformation uh, point for everyone. I mean, uh, I'm obviously 2000 miles away from most of my friends and then that live in Massachusetts and then, a few of them moved out and about as well. So, um, and then I, I mean, I have some friends from South Carolina I still keep up with. Um, I mean, there's just people all over at this point. So what I'm really trying to get at is like, I don't know. I mean, I know exactly what I'm trying to get at. And it's that I, like friendships, they're probably going to fade off, like, which is sad to know because Definitely. you really appreciate your friends, but like, yeah, like I, I'm pretty sure like 90% of them will fade away. And like, that's sad to know, but like, it's just a reality of life. Like I actually said that in a group chat once and people were like, fuck you. I was like, I don't know, man, I'm just trying to be real here. Like, love you guys right now. But like, I haven't seen some of you in two years. Like, that's like, I mean, it's like the, the facts are in front of us, you know, I mean, and I'm not going to see you anytime soon. So like, that's just the way it is, you know, that was hardcore of you to say that, bro. Yeah, no, I, it brings me back to when I uh, said that in, that in like a group chat and people were like, F you, you're a Debbie Downer. And I was like, just trying to enjoy the moment we have right now. Like, you know, like. It, yeah, it just brings me back to like, I look like we used to see each other every day and now haven't seen you in a couple of years. So I, there's clearly one, it's clearly trending in one direction, you know? Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. But so Which, it, it, it's tough, but it's something you have to embrace and. Well, embrace, do you really want to embrace that? You want to embrace, oh, the, I mean, if the people aren't right in your life and you're getting older and you're like, oh, this guy's just kind of a DJ and that was just kind of fun in high school. Yeah. Like let that go. But I, okay. I okay. yeah, I don't know if accept, not embrace, but accept. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Disagree. It's coming for everyone, no matter what. I mean, disagree and set free. Disagree and set yeah, free. Yeah. Like I, I look at like my parents and who they hang out with, or maybe not even just mine, for an example, just adults in general, like growing up us as kids and you look at adults, like, I bet this is applicable to your parents or anyone who might be listening. Like your parents are probably friends with people from the community, like that are um, parents of all your kids' friends. Like, I, you know, they're not friends with, people they went to high school with anymore college like they don't see those people anymore they they've moved on to meeting someone on the sideline at their kid's softball game like and yeah. then that's who they go have a beer with on a saturday night or go get manny petties with they're not keeping up with who they grew up across the street from when they're 10 years old anymore oh. that they played pickup basketball with i mean you well you can have both and uh you, you can have both you, you definitely can literally living example of that would be my dad so this this saturday we went uh 
on a golf trip, it was myself, my dad, and then his two buddies from high school, Louie and Uncle John. Now, Louie and Uncle Louie was a year ahead, but Uncle John and my dad were in the same grade. And they, Uncle John and Louie played football together. Louie was the quarterback. And they got, I got to hear it was, it was, you know, like revolutions. I do this all the time because time is not just a straight line it's just circles and then goes back to the straight line and then another circle goes back straight line and then you're yeah. at just and everybody's just at different points in the revolution because listening to them talk about oh you know i had this 70 yard run pick up a fumble we we, we went eight and two we beat this this team and we should have gone to state they had no playoff system at that point i i literally felt like i was talking to my friends i was talking to you i felt like it was just like those and they keep in touch with their buddy Delhi, who's in London right now. They, you know, they yeah. make their because if, if what it really comes down to, and this is what I'm sure you know better than I do, but what I'm starting to find out is if you really like really are friends with somebody, you make the time. You don't make the excuses. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. You make the time, you make the effort. Time is, you know, objective, but you know. Time is subjective. You know, I'm, you know, you might have an important job or something. Effort is objective. If you're, you, cause there are people that will make no, you, I'm sure you found out there are kids that'll make no effort, send no text. When was the last time they sent you a meme? When was the last time they did this? When was the last yeah. time they reached out to you? Yeah. As I'm sure, That's you know, outside of a group chat, you know, That's yeah. what it really comes down to. And, you know, I, I'm very lucky that I'm I've made some friends that are going to be, you know, my my fire pit friends when I'm 40, 56 years old that, are, that yeah. you know, God willing, I make the time to see them because I care yeah. about them that much. No. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there are friendships like that. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying. It's a testament to the strength of the friendship, if it can withstand that test of time like that long. But, um, yeah, I guess I'm just preparing for the worst I, I suppose and what I was getting at earlier just like some friendships dis- disappear disappear dissipate so um yeah there's there's definitely going to be a combination of both meeting new people and obviously having people stick around yeah of course and I'm sure you'll you know settle into a nice Houston suburb and meet some meet some friends coach some youth football and you know have a grand old time <laughs> coach I don't know about that coach That's... some Friday night lights in Texas that would be cool. I mean, that is um, that's some deep speculation right there. I've been trying <laughs> not to look that far forward, but um, yeah, no, I do hear you. It's crossed my mind a time or two, but honestly, not that much. No, More I, thinking about like the next two ish years and what I want there. What do you want in the next two years? Um, it's tough. Good question. Um, like I said, I'm holding. I haven't shared with many, but um. Probably just it, probably going back to that thing about like retirement, enjoying like what you do, trying to find something I truly enjoy and I can be comfortable being like, this is what I want to commit like 10, 20, 30 years of effort into. I mean, it's such a big part of your life. So, I mean, I think that, yeah, that's what I'm focused on right now. Yeah. And whether us. that be, whether that that's a combination of where I work, combination of where I live, combination of, uh, who I hang out with, who I see, uh, what extracurriculars I do, what car I drive, just everything, I guess. I mean, just kind of trying to figure out what makes you happy for an extended period of time. Oh, well, you're, it, it sounds about right as it should. You're young and hungry, hungry, yeah. hungry. You're young and hungry. And <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't throw family in there, but they're obviously like number one on the, that list. Family's big. Family's important. Huge. Yeah, Absolutely. One of the biggest. Yeah, that's uh, why. Um, I'm pretty sure one of your cousins is also into a, a different kind of property management. <laughs> yeah, um, I won't get too deep into that. Um, just he, he probably wouldn't appreciate it. But um, yeah, that's we'll, 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 keep, we'll keep that offline. <laughs> if but um, yeah, tell, it's, tell, it's, tell the people, tell the people. I can't. I can't. <laughs> No, a different time. Maybe a different time. Yeah. Don and Berg 2, Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude. uh, Definitely a different time for that one. But um, 
Yeah. <laughs> so what uh, what else do you have though? Um, I I just I really wanted to. You never really answered my question. So you're young, Don. You're 12, 13 years oh, yeah, old. Yeah. You're in probably middle school, elementary school at this point. Who are you? Uh, who are you clicking with, and why, and what's going on? Who? How are you meeting these people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, without naming names, um, you can I name names. Eh, I'd rather not. I'd rather eh. just kind of <laughs> make it like a conceptual thing, like what people can maybe to uh, like compare themselves to. Oh, that's good um, broadcasting, there, bro. Yeah, no, I definitely had a good group of friends through middle school, mostly like through sports. You know, that's just kind of how it is at that age. And then that continued on through high school. And then honestly, a lot of my friends changed like sophomore-ish year. And that was very weird. Like I remember it being senior year and looking back and it was like, wow, um, a lot of friends changed. Like I'm running in different circles now. And I don't, I honestly don't even really know what to attribute that to, but kind of just happened naturally. Mm. Yeah. You think it's just, it's just kind of, something clicked and it was just like oh the, i'm yeah. wrong yeah no i mean um i don't know maybe my interest changed and i was definitely just hanging out with people more of my in- like that shared interest with me i think that was probably it and then it's also like who you're exposed to i mean uh kind of like butterfly f- effect stuff you have five classes out of seven with one person you're you're going to be exposed to them all the time and i you're going to hang out with them a lot, probably. I mean, if you guys click well, you'll hang out outside of school. And then there's some friends that you'd like to have five classes with, but you go all four years of high school, you have zero with them. Mm-hmm. And you, when it's all said and done, you're like, ah, I never really got to know that person. Yeah, I know. That is always a bummer. I, I can think of plenty of examples like that. Um, there's like, you know how it is. We went to school with a, people from different towns. There's people I never met that I could have been like, yeah, I could have seen myself being friends with them. Well, but I just never had the exposure. Yes. And uh, Jeff from um, from Curb went on the uh, the Entourage podcast and was talking about this. So you have you have people you you have your friends, like your actual friends. You have people you're friendly with. And then you have acquaintances. So like I'll see, yeah. you know, an acquaintance. I'll see him at parties. I might, you know, go if if I, I think for me, it's if you come on the podcast or we go golfing, you're a friend. You might not be yeah. my best friend, but if you're a friend. Yeah. Yeah. But that, 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 that makes sense. No, I like the, the categorization, the delineation between the three. Yeah. Cause there is, you know, maybe it's just unspoken. People just don't talk about it, but like, you know, there's only a handful of people I would kill for. I would kill and die for, you know, only a handful of guys and lay my life oh, down and take a bullet. Yeah, there's yeah. Levels like anything. Yeah. Yeah. There's levels. To I know this is my second time on the pod has, um, I think Tom Wall's been on twice, right? Uh, yeah. I made a cameo appearance appearance on, um, one of the episodes. So never, never two, not two full ones yet. So, yeah, um, no, I, I, I'm never scared to name drop Trump, Tom Wall. He's, uh, he, he's a great he's guy. Definitely not fearful of, um, the scene or, um, no. Of any, of any big moment so uh yeah no i feel like he'd appreciate it i honestly miss him i was seeing him a good amount before i uh i moved and um yeah i, I don't even like snapchat him much anymore but uh he's, he's a great a char- guy he's a character he a smile on people's faces yeah he's great and um big ups to him and I, i've learned a lot from him like i've learned a lot from you just about life and appreciate stuff it. um so i did want to talk to you was it crazy you as a sophomore to be starting on varsity i know the team wasn't very good i remember but like you were playing ball and you you're started for three years it was just it's just wild to me as someone i wasn't very athletic but i had a great time playing ball but three jury touchdowns for you (laughs) yeah i'll never i'll never i will always toss that out and i i'll know if you're like if you get like people being funny if you if you get that joke then like you're cool with me but like some people yeah. some people would just be like wow what an asshole he's bragging about three touchdowns on jv I'm yeah like, no no it's oh, what are you fucking kidding me for sure no but was that strange for you um i don't want to say it was strange because uh it was definitely something i was striving towards and like kind of told myself i could do but um 
I remember that it, I don't think it was strange. I was very excited about it, but one thing that made it a lot more normal or uh, someone that could weather the storm with me was uh, Dylan Leonard. Leonard. You know, yep. I remember that. Long, I know that. Name, but um, he was in the same boat and a lot of people didn't think he would be there. So it was, um, he was pretty cool to weather that storm with him. Love that guy. Yeah, no, he's the best. He, he should come. We need him on the podcast. Yeah, I, I would gladly hop back on with him, or even <laughs> just I would love to listen to you and him chumming up. Yeah, I'm gonna. You know what? Why don't I text him, young grasshopper? Yeah, old no, grasshopper. Once we get off of this, uh, you could text him and say you just finished one up with me, and that we kind of name dropped him, and you'd love to have him. <laughs> he's a busy man right now, though. He's uh, he's first year med student. Holy shit, dude. That's wild. Yeah. Yo, yeah. So do you have to be, you have to go to extra school to be a doctor, but you don't have to go to extra school to be a nurse. So there's from what I definitely for a doctor, you have to get yeah. your undergrad in some sort of like science focused uh, major, whether I don't know, biology, chemistry, blah, 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 anything. One of those two, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but um, to be a nurse, yeah, you can do four year undergrad or you can do, um, like the same thing as the doctor, like a science-based undergrad and then do a two-year nursing school. Okay. So nursing's either a four or six-year program, whereas a doctor is probably like eight to 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's wild. But let me, yo, that actually brings a good question. So I, is Leonard, Leonard one of your core crew or is that, is he just core crew adjacent? Because I was, I always bulled with you guys and I, I, I like always wanted to see him and I saw him a lot. Uh, yeah, uh, when I when I could, but I I never saw him as much as I would like to have. I'll put it that way. No, I mean, I'm trying to think about it. I mean, he was always a great friend, but just wouldn't see him around much. You know, I mean, he. I don't want to get too into it, but yeah, for reasons unspoken, he wasn't out much, but he was always a great friend. I respect. I have the utmost respect for him, have a great relationship with him. I'm fortunate to still be in touch with him today through the fantasy football league that we mentioned yes. last time I spoke with you on the this. league. Yeah. That, I mean, that is the type of vehicle that can help friendships withstand that test of time. Absolutely. It yep. truly is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it sounds corny. Like my dad always says fantasy football's lame and he says it takes away. He, he doesn't like that it, I, I'm rooting for like someone on the Packers or someone on the Chargers when I'm a Patriots fan. Or he's just like, that's kind of freaking stupid. And I'm like, hey, I thoroughly enjoy this. So, yeah. But getting back to the friendship thing. Yeah, I think that can it definitely is a, a valuable vehicle for helping that friendships withstand the test of time. What was that transformation like in two seasons from your sophomore year, you're a young buck to a seasoned vet yep. by the time you're a senior? Um, transformation. And junior year, you won state. So it was like, God damn, you know, I'm not, I'm, I've been around the block. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, no fear. Uh, junior year, I'd say that and senior were like exactly the same. I really didn't even see those as, much different so i mean going back to that thing about the first year i think that was just good to get under my belt because then you uh those other two years were identical just because i had that other one it's like almost practice you know mm -hmm. yeah, yeah no that's good but how did you had those as practice and then you're primed and ready to go yeah yeah it's like no fear kind of thing how did you because this is something I struggle with, you know, like you, I'm a, I would call myself like a nice kid, like a good kid. I am um, kind to people. I, you know, like to laugh. I like to have fun. How did you find that like switch? Because I never, my brother has it. I never, I just kind of got it and I started understanding yeah. it because I used to be like, you know, I hated fucking chirping and just, I didn't like competition in general until now because I didn't, I never, it never like occurred to me as stupid as it sounds. It never occurred to me that the shit that goes on, even, even with your friends or people you like, the shit that goes on when you're competing, that's all 
like separate. None of that's personal. It's just you. I want to beat you. You want to beat me. If you beat me today, fine. If I beat you today, that's fine. But we're going to go knock back a few cold ones regardless. I never that never like resonated with me. I was just always very self-conscious and insecure and didn't want to like lose friends over you know beating people not that i was doing it that much but yeah no where did you I, find I that switch i definitely love the question um yeah so i think it goes back to what we were saying about kind of ambition and it makes me think about like you know gut camp like 6 a.m monday through thursday high school uh, a lot of kids would just go through the motions and whatnot and they would always be like, Andrew, you're such a hardo. Like you're enjoying this. You're going like 110%. And I'm like, yeah, because I like actually enjoy it. So where like nine out of 10 of the kids or maybe even 49 out of 50 of the kids are just going through the motions. Um, I was doing it because I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think that switch is just passion. I mean, I think that's really all it was, you know? And everyone can like find that. I mean, your passion right now, you're liking trying out things like this, like building your podcast and whatnot, kind of building your brand. And my passion is kind of just like working hard. And I think it goes back to ambition being just trying to prove something yourself. And I kind of try and do that every day. Do you, do you value the power of example more than you value the example of power? Yeah. So, um, do you want to explain to your audience what that is first? Cause I know I was a little confused by it when you first brought it up to me. I would love to. So I was listening to pardon my take, which is a fantastic sports podcast. Yeah. And they had the, who's now, I forget his name, but he's now the special teams coach of the Packers. And he was formerly the interim head coach after Gruden got fired of the Raiders. So he was talking about something came up and he said, you know, it's, an example of power versus the power of example. Example of power is, you know, like, uh, let's say my uncle Phil is just an example I think of. And it's kind of dumb, but because he's not some super mogul guy. But, you know, to me, when he invites us to this country club with, you know, uh, upwards of over $50,000 for entry fee up front, that's not even your yearly dues. And, yeah, no, you know, everybody's good. saying, oh, Mr. Hoffman, you know, hey, what's up, Mr. Hoffman? I'll take your bat clubs, Mr. Hoffman. Do you want your grooves chiseled, Mr. Hoffman? Mr. Hoffman, you go into the locker room, there's free tees and free ball markers and all this stuff. You know, that to me, my young lizard brain is it's an example of power. You know, people are like basically sucking your dick and like, you know, being like, Hey, yeah. like, this is, and I'm like, Hey, this is kind of awesome that everybody's, you know, doing that shit. Um, but that that's an example of power and it's not real power, but it is an example of power to me, you know, having that nice house on Cape Cod and then being able to sell your house in Vermont because you want to have a condo in Florida. That's an example of power. The power of example is myself, my mom and my dad, dad uh waking up with them mom goes to work at the hospital and then i my dad drops me off at the the high school for morning lists and then he goes to the uh he goes to work you know and we do that four days a week and then i sleep in fridays but he still goes in every day and then he goes home and does yard work makes dinner cleans the dishes that's that's and you know, when you're young and stupid, sometimes you don't pick up on that stuff. But as you grow and mature, you kind of say, hey, like, that's really powerful that, you know, you're consistent like that, because it's easy not to be, you know, yeah. there's, a, we live in a very pleasure seeking world where, you know, anything, any dopamine release you want is two clicks away on your phone where you can, you know, seeing a funny tweet or a TikTok of nonsense. Um mm -hmm. <laughs> and putting that aside and trying to pursue joy just is so much better for you, not only for you, but just so much better. And, but it's hard, it's hard. And it comes back to the discipline thing. So that, yeah, that, that would, that would be the whole long story long. No, that was an eloquent explanation. And I'm definitely more uh, fond of the latter, the power of example, more so than the example of power. And I just think, uh, 
I mean, obviously the people that are um, power of example, sorry, I'm mixing them up real quick, but the, the first one you spoke about, they clearly worked hard to get to where they were without a doubt. And yeah, but they're more in a stage from what you're describing that they're kind of just flaunting what they have and being cocky for the most part, but then the power bit. of example people are the ones that are working hard, kind of keeping their head down. And I obviously respect that much more because those are the people that are more just working out of ambition and not out of ego. So here's a question for you, follow up for that, Don. So I know you're very, we're cut from the same or very similar cloth. It's kind of funny to talk about, but um, Uncle Phil, who I just mentioned, so, yep. and we'd, we'd all probably like to have sons, kids, sons, daughters, maybe, Sure, but yeah. kids one day. So uncle Phil was doing, he'd do two weeks in London. He'd, and he'd come home on weekends and then he'd go back. He, so he was commuting two weeks in London for his job and then doing two weeks in New York city. So my yeah. question, and he said he has four sons. They're all very successful. They, you know, done well for themselves working hard right now. And they're, late twenties, early thirties. One of them is getting yeah. married. Um, the, the question I always wonder is, does the ends justify the means there? Is that worth it to be a way to be making good money for that? Like it, it is, is it worth it to be spending that much time away? Now, granted he had um, his wife Aunt Martha's super mom, but she uh, you know, it, it's like, you got to just think it's that's just a lot for four boys and one mom, you know, for anybody. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're, I believe these are your cousins, right? The kid, kids in their older 20s. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like from what you're saying, they're pretty, uh, they're doing just good on their own right now. But so it sounds like for this example, I mean, it was worth the time to be traveling that much and spending time away from your family. Oh, you froze up on me, Don. We lost Don. Uh-oh. Hey, so quick post-podcast note. Unfortunately, the last, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes of that interview got cut off. We were having a lot of connection issues, probably on my end. I don't want to blame our our uh, esteemed guests for my bullshit, but a low-key could have been Don's issue. But anyway... No blame game. Maybe Don's fault. Maybe not. Maybe my fault. No blame game, but probably Don's fault. Um, <laughs> but jokes aside, that was a really great interview. And just to wrap things up, um, Don was saying how do the ends justify the means? In that scenario, yes. You know, it could have been a lot of uh, things behind the uh, behind the scenes that went on. But um, in that scenario. Yes, and I tend to agree with him that the ends would justify the means there. Um, maybe not as much as it appears. Maybe not as much as it meets the eye that they justify the means. You know, you never truly know the full extent, even with family. But, you know, I. Uh, it, with that being said, I still have uh, the utmost respect for Uncle Phil. And he's a great guy. He took us to his country club, you know, all this cool stuff. But anyway, point being... Um, Don and I wrapped it up with um, how we met each other and how we became good buddies. So, you know, I was going into my sophomore year of high school. He was going into his senior year of high school. I broke my uh, broke my hand, and um, at the end of my freshman lacrosse season, I punched a bus seat and had a boxer's fracture, and I uh, was in a cast for two three weeks doing gut camp. But really, um became good buddies just approachable and then just clicked right away and then the funny story we were talking about is um coincidentally we went to go see the same movie at patriot place and he was with his old entourage and um i was walking out of cvs from buying candy and i smashed into their um automatic door and broke it and it wouldn't move and the people were yelling at me and I was running away and it was <laughs> it was pretty funny. So great movie too, Baby Driver, um, twenty seventeen with uh, Ansel Elgort. Great movie. Uh, one of my favorites. Probably probably one of my favorites ever, really. But and part of that would I would definitely attribute to that kind of core memory. But um 
thank you. I didn't get to say it to him on on air because it was so bad. But thank you for coming on, Don. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I would kill for you. I would die for you. Um, and I would, I would be killed for you. I would kill for you. I would die for you. Um, and I, I would, I would do it all, many, many times over, and many, many different lives. And um, I'm not gonna suck your dick too much, but uh, you're kind of a cool guy, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was a great podcast. We're definitely gonna run it back and have no connection issues, but. Appreciate him coming on. Appreciate all you for listening. And uh, I will see you guys later. Peace. Since they want to know. Since they want to know. I said since they want to know. Here's the formula on Oh, Now let's go. Standing a 5-8 stature Back with a second album Supplying your fear factor But Joe ain't the host, my nigga You have access to the most Noted flow on Shady's faction I ain't being cocky If so, set my apology Except, no, I process my thoughts logically First week sales Tops to toe from Tsunami But haters like to yell It's the white boy behind me But you couldn't inhale A flow that's more grimy It would still prevail If another label signed me Oh, be so timely Must, oh, be Remind them, the first nigga to shine solo from the place you find them. Native Detroit, a ghetto reporter.